Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 90 for Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. Welcome, onesies. How are you guys doing this week? How's the time been between episodes, huh? I know how it's been for the people who live in the same city as me. It has been craziness. This last week, man, I got to spend some time with friends, did some uh, some electrical work, yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I got to do some hangouts and stuff like that, whether it be work or pleasure, uh, did some car tasks, uh, still easing into the new vehicle, trying to figure out all the little odds and ends, especially with all the work I've been doing. It's been difficult to, you know, actually be able to spend some, some quality time with my new vehicle. And, uh, it's like I said, it's been a snow tip and a snow fest here in Ottawa. It's been snowing, snowing, and then dealing with all the snow that's come. And then I got a, a DK contest to tell you guys about too. I've already told you about it, but I'm not seeing much action out there, guys. And there's a lot on the line. So you could have a wonderful time with this contest. I will tell you all about it uh, this episode. So buckle up, fuckers. <laughs> We're going to have a good time, I think. Um, I, I actually do believe that this episode might be a short one. Dead serious. I uh, Rather than just saying everything that went on in my week, I didn't do a whole heck of a lot. I got a chance to hang out with some friends. Um, one of the things I did was I went over to my buddy Mark's house. He just happened to reach out right to right time. I actually dropped my uh, my vehicle off to get retinted. Uh, tint, 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 forever tint. I am so sick about of tint, as I'm sure you guys are. You guys only listen to it for a few minutes here and there. I've been having issues with it. Not necessarily a bad thing. Just honest to God, when you get your windows tinted, one of the things that can happen too is uh, you can get some some grit underneath it. And I guess that the day that they first did it for me, um, there was some some stuff underneath it. So I actually had to, um, one of the very first things I did last week was I actually found some issues with the tint when I got it done. Um, little pieces of sand or something underneath it. Just think of it as, as applying a screen protector. Sometimes when you put a screen protector on your phone, you get a bubble or something in it and you know, there's nothing you can do to rectify. You just got to sort of take it off and put a new one on. Well, that's, that's the issue that I have with the car. So, um, they did a great job, but sometimes shit happens. And I guess that particular day, there was a little more dust in their install bay than they, they had hoped for. And some of it got onto the film. No big deal. Honestly, they were like, cool, Josh, just give us a, they, they set an appointment for me. I came back in and so far, uh, since they've redone it, I, I actually haven't seen anything in it. The guy absolutely crushed it the second time. You know, I haven't, again, haven't been able to do like a real thorough inspection, but for the most part, I'm not really seeing anything. So when it's not constantly snowing everywhere, I'll have an opportunity to take a peek at my car and, uh, you know, see what, uh, see what it looks like. But for now it looks pretty, pretty spectacular. So anyways, in order to, to get that prep done, I had to sort of take it and get all of the salt and the snow off. So again, to my listeners listening all over uh, North America and other parts of the world who maybe don't have snow issues, you know, you're like, well, it's salt and snow. Yeah. Listen, when you're, when there's salt on the roads to keep everyone from sliding off of them, it uh, sprays up and you just have all these little white dried specks all over your car. So when you're looking for little specks on your window and you've got specks on your window, that's all on the outside and shit it makes it really hard to find the small stuff. So I had to take it to through a, you know, car wash and then take it to the, uh, delivery bay for my storage unit, because it's the only heated space inside where I could not freeze my ass off trying to look through the the windows or whatever. So I did that and I just put little, little post-it notes on uh, some of the spots just so they could see it when I dropped it off on Thursday and I wasn't going to be, you know, freezing my ass off outside trying to show them. And can you see it? Can you see it? I just made it nice and easy. Um, 
over neurotic about it, but whatever. So that was one of the things that I did last week. Um, I dropped off the, uh, the, the, the HRV on Thursday. And then, uh, while I was waiting to get it back, cause I drop it off for the whole day. I, uh, I spoke with my buddy, Mark and he was, uh, he was free. I was free. So we went over to Mark's place, you know, played a couple games, had, uh, had some delicious, uh, I think it was German bratwurst sausage or whatever. He threw those in the barbecue. So again, super, super snowy and whatnot, but, but Mark's out there barbecuing. What a great host. We had some, uh, some whiskey and, uh, it was a good day. And then I think at the end of the day, uh, basically what happened is in case anyone's wondering, but if your car was there, I was whipping around in my mom's car. I wake her up in the morning. I said, Hey, I need your fucking car today. Mine's going to be in the shop. And that's not really how I spoke to her this time. Although those that know me know I have a very open relationship with my mother. You know, we're allowed to fuck other people. No, <laughs> not joking. We just, we talk, we have mouths like sailors and, uh, and whatnot. So whatever I, I get her to, to meet me at the, the place I would drive her to work in her car and then I'd whip around on her. Same thing. So the reverse got to be true. I pick her up from work, drop it off, you know, little, uh, little bingo, bango switcheroo. So yeah, went out to visit Mark, but then of course I did have to leave early to go pick up, uh, pick up the old lady there, one helping me out. So, uh, it was great hanging with Mark, uh, just brief like that. Sorry, buddy. I'd chat more about us, but, uh, you know, I don't think the listeners or anybody cares. I'm, I'm starting to get that way with the podcast. You guys, you just don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> no, Hey, I'm fine with them being shorter. This is like homework to me. All right. We're getting close to a hundred episodes. Can't believe we're 90 episodes in already. Isn't that great? You know, you guys have been with me for 90 weeks. A lot of you have anyways, you know, I appreciate you guys being out there. I really do. And I, I'd like us to be a little more interactive, just a wee bit. Okay. I'll give you some more, uh, some more little things, whatever. Um, Friday, I did Uber a few times last week, just as my insurance wore off on the, uh, the other vehicle, I took my last opportunities to do some Uber driving. And I got to say that I, at least for a long period of time, I feel very comfortable that I will not be Ubering at all. I have not Ubered once in my new vehicle. I used the, the fit to, to sort of taper that off the vehicle that the animals had already been in and scratched up and all that shit. I have, uh, I have done my last bit of Ubering. I'm, I'm starting some contracts for the brand ambassador companies that I work with. And I'm actually basically booked solid in terms of brand ambassador work for all of February and March. So I will have known, hopefully knock on wood, uh, no need for, for Ubering in, uh, in the next few months. And, uh, maybe I'll get my finances stable, right? Win that lottery, some big producer, you know, will just be in Ottawa for no explicable reason, stumble across me and go, man, we got to share you with the world, Josh. You know, I understand you have a podcast and, uh, and you've been shared with the world. One person here and there, you know, your listeners aren't sharing you. I <laughs> it feels like I'm attacking you guys and I am God damn it. No, um, I'm just playing. Yeah, that would, wouldn't that be great? Not that I have anything worth sharing, but I actually, I played around with that this morning. I, uh, I insisted on doing an Instagram video. So there you go. If you guys listen to this early in the morning, I think I started doing these around 10 o'clock this morning. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out before 10 a.m., if you go to my Josh Williams comedy Instagram feed, uh, you'll actually be able to see me um, mocking Instagram uh, in a very long video of me making just breakfast. I, I basically have no idea why social media, like why some people's things are popular. I've seen people... 
I doing nothing, nothing like a picture of a, of, of what looks like a subpar meal and a bunch of people have liked it and stuff. I, I, I just, I don't get social media, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out having a drink here. So I give a fuck. I do things that I think are interesting, but I never post them because I'm living in the moment. I think I may have talked about this before. All, all I can say is this morning I got up and was like, well, let's give it the old college try. Let's go and post something on social media that has absolutely no merit to me and see if people watch and fuck people watched. And it was me just making breakfast and mocking the entire process. I was talking down to everyone watching, you know, I'm pretending like I'm, you know, I'm actually teaching you a thing or two about how to fry eggs. You know, it was, it was, oh, it was fun. It was funny to me. And they're like, this is a frying pan. First thing you want to do is get a frying pan. If you don't have a frying pan, this is what they look like, <laughs> like that kind of thing. And I go, oh yeah, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, follow me. And I'm like, oh yeah, and I'm probably supposed to put like a bunch of stickers on this picture and hashtags and links and all these other fucking things. Like it just creates noise. People just get lost in the noise. I'd like to just make something that you can look at. It's not too busy, you know? Anyways. So yeah, that was me messing off about social media this morning. So no more Uber starting to be an asshole on social media on, uh, on Friday night, I got to hang out with, uh, with Mika and Mel. So those of you listening to the last episode, when I gave Mika a call, uh, I spoke with him and they, they were spoiler alert. Not that you'd find it any other way, but for all the friends and circles that listen here, uh, they were, uh, unsuccessful, unsuccessful in the old massage baby flipperino. So anyone who's tuning in for the first time, this episode, you can tune in to the last episode afterwards and go, what are they talking about? All right. They were trying to do some, uh, some baby David Blaine magic trick where they, you know, wax on, wax off, rub the hand over the belly and kapoom, abracadabra. The baby is in a different position now. Oh, how did he, how did he get from there to there? This guy's magic hands. Well, they were unsuccessful. They were not able to, 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 to change it. So, um, but at least they didn't induce labor. So, so our plans to get together Friday night and uh, play some board games prior to this, uh, this question mark, uh, babies, um, question mark. We were talking about gender as well. Again, fuck it. You listen, you know, they, uh, they scheduled, uh, the old, uh, the old removal, let's call it that. I don't know how fucking personal I'm allowed to get it. I'm not trying to get crazy personal. All I know is that if you can't, if you can't, uh, if you can't bring it out uh, regular, if it's going to breach, then you got to breach. I think breach means burst, burst, right? When they talk about breaching, like in a hostage situation, they usually mean like banging down the door and, and coming in. So breach, I, I always feel like, you know, security has been breached. It means broken, right? So I just, when it's like, it's a breach birth, I mean, it's like a broken birth. Is that what it means? But all I know is that uh, a C-section is also a breach. Okay, this is going nowhere. All I'm trying to say is that they uh, they have had a uh, uh, you know a scheduled appointment. So I was able to actually spend some time hanging out with them on Friday, which is always fun. We started to play a game that uh, called Munchkin. A lot of people are f- you know in the gaming world are familiar with it, and it was one that was recommended to me until I bought it, and then everyone's like, "That nah, sucks." But it's strange. I, I found it very charming as did Mika. The only problem was, is that we didn't know how to play it. And we were reading the, the rules, which were a little, a little complicated. We probably sat there for 40 minutes going through rules and trying to learn the, the game and everything like that. And we eventually did figure it out, but we were just uncertain due to the fact that it took us so long. And there were so many like double and triple checking, uh, the rule book. So having gone through everything, um, you know, and starting to play also, um, Mel, Mika's lovely wife, is not uh, 
I guess she's not used to sort of like a dungeon crawler type game. Like for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what a dungeon crawler is, you're basically like like your games like Diablo are, are dungeon crawlers and and anything where you're wandering around in you know dungeons and caves and you know you're you're equipping weapons and armor and stuff like that. Like there's so many games, Dungeons and Dragons, the the game is like that. But so is anything like Diablo or. Elder Scrolls or whatever, anything where you're picking up items and trading items and, and fighting monsters and adding abilities and bullshit. That's any, any kind of thing like that is, is considered a, a dungeon crawler. There's lots of board games that are like that too. But this is a, a card game that sort of gives you that feel without all of the necessity of it. Now, uh, anyways, having said that, we we basically just, we played for a bit and we agreed that, okay, well, let's just get this far and then we'll play something else. And we did. Had a great time uh, with a different game. And overall, a good evening. It was nice catching up with my friends. And uh, we had discussed in the last podcast that kind of like, you know, hey, I, I won't be able to see them for a while. And, uh, you know, once they do that, Mika was saying they'd kind of go off the grid. But uh, but after that evening, Mel was like, you know what? I, I like our games night. And I'm sure we can find a way to, to make it work. So I think uh, I think there'll be more of them on the horizon. And of course, any of you guys out there, I got lots of friends who are like, it's it's kind of interesting to me because as much as I talk about board games in the podcast, one of the things that I really do enjoy about them guys is uh, is the social aspect. I get I get bogged down with work and and tasks and all these things that I tell you about in the podcast, which seem incredibly boring. And guess what? They fucking are to me too. Um, I enjoy the board games because it's kind of a nice way to go out and be social. And to be honest with you. I talk so much on this and in stand up and especially the brand ambassador stuff, just conveying information. I don't like being crazy vocal. I kind of like being able to sit down and play a game, whether it be cards or dice or, you know, or vast and, and expansive. I like something we could sit down and we're still being social, but we're having fun. You know what I mean? I used to just sit and play video games for a long time. You can lose hours, you know, when I, I haven't played Red Dead in a while. So when you get in one of those phases where you're just like games, 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 it's nice to get out, be a little social. So it's funny because I've got maybe four or five people that I actually play board games with, you know, Chris, uh, Mika, my buddy, Mark, uh, Aaron, my buddy, Aaron, like my brother. Yes, Aaron. But I also have another friend, Aaron, who, whose house I was at this weekend. And that's about it. But it's funny because all these people are like, oh, I never see you. And you should, you should have, we should have a games night and stuff. I just, I always say to them, I'm like, you guys know that I'm not just a board game guy, right? Like <laughs> I'm not this like nerd. Who's just like, I live and breathe board games every day. I just, I'm, it's something still relatively new to me and I'm enjoying the social aspects. I, I probably, I own maybe five times the amount of games that I've actually played. So I buy them. I get excited to buy them. And I see something that looks fun, but I have, you know, 80% of my board games I have never played. It's just something that looks fun. And, and someday with the right group and the right level of a time B interest, we'd have a nice little theme thing to play. But uh, anyways, good time with Mark. Good time with Mika and Mel. I went to my friend Aaron's house uh, this weekend um, good friend of mine. We, we first met, uh, when he worked at good life and now he's, uh, now he's a teacher. Um, and, uh, him and his lovely lady, Hillary, we went over to their place. They had some, uh, they're doing some basement renovations and, uh, and Aaron was asking if I might be free for some electrical work. I graciously accepted because again, not wanting to drive Uber <laughs> and the bill's got to be paid. So I went over to their place. Uh, we had a just a full weekend, nothing super fancy. All I know is that we went downstairs to the basement and uh, and we did uh, we did some uh, some wiring there, moving some like basically they're they're building a, a bathroom and uh, and moving their laundry room. So they got some really fun stuff coming into their basement. Um, they're doing some drywall and stuff. It's an unfinished basement, but it will be finished when all this is over. 
And, uh, yeah, just, uh, had some time. We, we were dragging ass a little bit over the course of the weekend. Like it was something I expected might take like four hours. And instead we spent most of the day, uh, Saturday sort of just chatting and catching up, which is nice. I haven't seen them in some time. And, uh, and then Sunday, uh, you know, doing the running around. So to all the, all the, the, the Rona shopping and, you know, to be honest, they live on the, the Quebec side. So everything in the Rona there is all in French. And I'll tell you, I never learned any of this electrical terminology in French. So I, it took me a lot longer to pick up the stuff when you can't understand what the fuck anything is. But, uh, so I spent a lot of my weekend with them. I even went back there Monday night to, um, to finish up. But, um, I will say that on one of the nights on my way home, my Apple CarPlay and the, the car stopped working and that's a big pain in the ass. So again, whenever you have something new. I think I talked about this recently where you just have like a tech day, you know what I'm saying? Where just something has to be reset and you're like, oh, it's gonna be a lot of logging in and re-downloading apps and stuff. So I, I spent 30 minutes after like a long day's work, I think it was Sunday night in the car working on the Apple CarPlay. Why isn't this working? What the fuck is going on with this thing? Trying this, that sitting in my phone and freezing my ass off. I will say it was very, very cold in Ottawa lately. Like I said, too, the roads have been crazy, snow everywhere, uh, two lane streets down to one lane because of all the big snow banks. And again, I don't expect some people listening from other parts of the world to even understand what I'm talking about, but it was a fucking nightmare getting around and it's been incredibly cold on top of that. So, you know, every time you go in somewhere, there's more snow when you come back out, just constantly keeping your car as a refrigerator. So... I'm sitting in the driveway when I get home, trying to fix this car play. Like, Hey, why isn't it working? Sitting on my phone, Googling different things and trying different troubleshooting things. And there's always some guy who's like, no, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Here's how I fixed it. Try his method. Then another person going, huh, everyone here's got a method that doesn't work. Here's what really works. Try that. Doesn't work. So anyways, I ended up, uh, trying a bunch of things. And at one point I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I, I, I it's, it's 11 o'clock. I got up first thing in the morning. I I'm, I'm exhausted. Like it's just going to have to do what it is. I'll drive it to the dealership if I have to. Um, it's funny too, because early in the week when the, when the guys at, uh, at Goldwing who did an outstanding job with my tinting, when they, um, when they gave me back the car, they said, uh, we had your, your, um, battery on for so long, you know, because we had to keep, you know, uh, lowering the windows and raising the windows and, and keeping everything on to, to do the tinting, uh, the battery died and we had to boost it. Um, but they said, so when you get in there, you're going to see every indicator on the dash on like this around with the engine, all, all the different lights on. Once it's been on for a few minutes, they're all going to start to go away. I was like, oh, okay. Which kind of like, I'm not super worried because everything's under warranty. It's more of just the time I'm going to lose. But so far in the last week, the car play has stopped working and the, um, what's the other one? Uh, and the batteries had to be boosted. I had an issue with my battery on the fit, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. But generally speaking, um, yeah, my issue with the fit was in the first year or so, the battery kept crapping out. And I was lucky that I had a booster in my vehicle. Um, but now I'm worried that, you know, hey, with the battery drained, you know, I want to make sure that's not a recurring theme on, uh, on this vehicle. I don't know. Something about having to boost a car that's like a week old just seems fucked up. I get why it happened. But it's just a little the back of my head. I'm like, okay. And then here's the thing too. Uh, the lights did start going off, but one of them stayed on. I called the dealership. There was just enough time to, to call the dealership. And they were like, yeah, just, just try turning the vehicle off and back on. It should go away. And it did. But it's just one of those like, everything's supposed to go off and something doesn't. And we had to boost your battery. 
And the Apple CarPlay stopped Like, I'm just, I wonder if they're related. I doubt it. The fix for the Apple CarPlay was that I just had to completely factory reset the, the dash. And it's been working fine since. But again, it was working fine for like almost two weeks prior to that too. I was just driving home, middle of the phone call. And just at one point, it just stopped working. And then, and then that was it. Ah, technology, eh? The more it makes our lives easier, the more it makes things difficult for no fucking reason, apparently, sometimes. But uh, having said that, um, I do want to ask you guys, um, you know, what do you what do you use for your navigation in the car? Because I've been playing around with Google Maps, uh, Apple Maps. Like, I know what most people use, just generally speaking, on their smartphone or whatever. So, so basically the same question. But here's something that I kind of figured. So I have the navigation on my vehicle. It has a, a Garmin system in it. And so I can just punch something into that. It's going to give me my turn navigations, but I also be with the Apple CarPlay. I have the option for Google maps and Apple maps. Now, Google maps I like, because it does seem to give you a good, uh, good indication of like, you know, slowdowns and detours. It seems to be the most up to date. Apple maps has never really screwed me. But I find that Google Maps is just a little bit more consistent. So I've started using that. I also have the Waze app. And I don't know if I've spoken to this on the, the podcast. I don't use it. I have used it. I have friends that swear by it. Waze spelled W-A-Z or Z, wherever you are. E-W-A-Z-E. And um, Waze is kind of a cool app. Again, I, I hope I haven't spoken about this. Otherwise, I'm just wasting my time. But hey, for any new listeners... Waze is a cool app because it will give you routing, but at the same time, it actually allows you to manipulate, like it takes user data and allows you to manipulate the the map. So for example, um, if you're driving along and you see a police vehicle sitting on the side of the highway, you can actually put a little, like you can, you know, not as a driver, of course, I would hope not, but if you have like a passenger or something, somebody who would safely, you know, manipulate the app, you would basically put like a marker there saying, you know, police vehicle. And you share that with everyone else. And then everyone else driving, it'll come up on their thing that, oh, there's a cop sitting there. So it's kind of a cool, you know, it's not necessarily like you have a radar detector, but if someone has taken the time to add that, a lot of people do use ways. Um, you can go, oh shit, I better slow the fuck down. There's a cop up here. So apparently a lot of people use ways and I've seen, I've used it too on the highway just to check it out. And I've seen people mark cops been, been driving and you see there's a police officer somewhere. So you slow down. <laughs> I mean, you're already driving slow, right? Um, no, you slow down and, and, and sure enough, I'll, oh, holy fuck, there's a fucking cop there. This was accurate, you know, but sometimes cops move or whatever. So I think that it gives you an opportunity to plant something and then some people can verify it if they want just to sort of add legitimacy to it. And then once it's not there anymore, people will start to be like, okay, no, there's no cop there. And it just sort of removes and updates the system. This is my understanding of it. If someone has a better understanding, uh, please let me know. But there's other things too, like, you know, um, Ugh, living this close to the hospital. I, I doubt you guys can even hear this in the end product, but there's ambulances making noise all around. I assume it's an ambulance or a cop or something. Sounds like it's going by quick. So probably a cop. Anywho, Waze is one of the apps, Google maps, Apple maps, uh, a regular GPS, right? The kind that you buy in the store and stick on your windshield or whatever, or dashboard. So I just, I wonder what you guys use. And here's, here's what I, like I said, I generally speaking, use Google maps. I have enough data Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll give you a little bit of a pros and cons breakdown is with Google maps. The pros are you get, uh, what is it? Um, you get, you get pretty good idea of what the, weather the, the traffic conditions are like. Okay. And it's pretty up to date when there's construction or something, you know, like, uh, the Uber 
um, in directions, what they would do is they would send me through roads. They will still, still three years, four years, five years after a street has been, you know, they've changed the rules to only allow buses and taxis down them. Well, Uber still will tell me to drive straight down that street. And it's like, that doesn't work. Uber will tell me to drive down, um, you know, like no entrance streets sometimes things like that. Like it's, it's probably the worst, but it's the thing that's working directly with telling me where I'm supposed to go to pick someone up and where I'm supposed to drop them off. None of the other maps systems have that. I have to use the Uber app for that. Um, so Google maps pro, you know, I know where construction is. I, it's the most updated. It seems to be the best one. The con of it though, is that it uses your data. Okay, so I have to use my data in order to use Google Maps. It's never, it's never enough that that actually hurts me, but some people with smaller data plans, you might not want to use one. Uh, the Apple Maps, uh, the pros, again, it's pretty intuitive. It's pretty good with knowing where the streets are and stuff like that. Uh, another pro is that it is, in fact, Apple, so it syncs with my uh, watch. So as I'm driving, if even if I don't have the, um, the screen on the Apple Maps, um, I'll get a little vibration on my wrist. I'll look down, and it'll tell me the next thing I need to do. So it's, it's basically a physical reminder. So sometimes you space out and you're not paying attention to your phone and something's coming up. Well, the Apple maps, because it's like the watch, I'll get a little buzz in my hand and I get to see, oh shit, I got to turn in, you know, 300 meters or whatever it is. Very cool aspect con. Again, it uses uh, data and it's not quite as intuitive as Google maps. Not quite, not a huge difference, but not quite as intuitive. Uh, ways you're using your data. Uh, you don't really know how accurate the information is. I don't know how often they update it. I haven't really gotten into it. So maybe some people would swear by it, but it's, it's still available right in the Apple CarPlay. I'm able to bring that up and take a look at shit. Um, and then finally your standard GPSs. Okay. Like I said, ways the, the pro is that you get like detailed information. If you're like a speed demon or a lead foot, um, they're gonna let you know where the cops are sitting and waiting for you on highways and stuff. Maybe not super important to you guys, but when you do as much city to city driving as me and you want to do 130 the whole way and you don't want to spend a ticket, you know, the money on a ticket or, or get demerit points. Um, I don't do it in bad weather, but I'm saying sometimes like I got caught doing like 140 something one time on my way to Montreal and got a, a speeding ticket. Um, the guy was nice and he knocked it down to like 130 or something, but it was, I was going fast and I haven't been a crazy speed demon since, but if I had the confidence, you know, if I got wide open roads, nobody ahead of me, who, you know, who gives a fuck? You know, I, I, I eagerly await your emails of contradiction. Contact the one man podcast.com. If you want to give me shit, uh, no problem with that. No problem at all with that. Maybe that's one thing. Maybe I'll just start confessing to crimes or saying I did things that I didn't do just to get you guys to, to reach out and communicate with me. I really hope I have coffee left in this mug. Oh, yeah. Mm. Peter doesn't like when I drink on the podcast. And I'm sorry about that, Peter, but I was getting a little patched. So, yeah, that's the probably ways you know find out where cops are. Maybe if someone has seen it and reported it, but generally speaking, people do. Um, occasionally, you know, you'll see something that's not there because it hasn't just been reported as not there anymore. Um, con again, it uses your data, right? Finally, like I said, the traditional ones, Tom Toms and Garmin GPSs. Here's what I really, really like about those is, um, when I go to the States, which is not very often, but when I go to the States, I still need my navigation. All right. I'm helpless. I don't know where I'm, uh, where I'm going. So I, I need a GPS system, but when you're using your cell phone, so any of the previous ones that I mentioned, they all use data. Now it doesn't matter how much data you have. When you go to the States, you are roaming and data roaming rates are stupid expensive. 
So if you're there for a few days using your GPS, I can't even tell you what kind of charges you could rack up, which makes, which is great about the TomToms and the Garmin's and probably other companies that I'm not aware of is that they don't use your data. They are simply a GPS. You can use it. You can set your destination and it does not cost you a thing, which is why I'm so grateful that I have the, the Garmin built into to my system because I don't mind using my data in Google maps when I'm in, in uh, Canada, but as soon as I cross the border, it's going to cost me. So I'm glad that I have that alternative system in there that is absolutely free and I can find my U S destinations using that. And then of course, uh, maybe some people still just use maps, but tell me which one you use guys. I would really love that. I would love for an email or something for you. Just tell me why, you know, which do you use and why? Cause maybe there's something I haven't thought of, or maybe there's some other features. Like I, I never knew about ways until someone told me, but knowing that there's, you know, it'll, it'll tell you where cops are and other things like that are. Um, that's great. That's a cool little feature that the other ones don't do. Seems super illegal, but fuck them. They're basically just taking, trying to steal your money anyways, right? It's to make you safe. No, it's not. You guys are fucking, you've got budgets and quotas to fill. You know, fuck you. You're not wearing a seatbelt. Well, it's my fucking life. How about that? How about I live it the way I want? I'm going to pay you money because I'm not wearing a seatbelt. Fuck you. Well, we go to fuck. Oh, fuck yourself. Anyways. Um, yeah, like paying you money is going to make my, I don't know. Ah, let it go. Let it go. So there, that's, that's what I'm interested in. Um, a little, little side note here, guys. Um, congratulations to my friends, uh, Mika and Mel. They had, uh, they got their baby yesterday. Um, so congratulations to them. They got a little baby girl. I hope they don't mind me saying that no name or anything like that. Just, uh, now they got one of each. So, so both my, uh, my two best friends, Jimmy and Mika, uh, both have a boy and a girl almost around the same time as each other as in like, you know, within a few months. So they're basically the same person now. <laughs> no identity. No, I'm just joking. Um, so congratulations. Now it's all leveled up and, uh, and you guys can fucking stop don't have any more kids. You don't need any more. Um, get a vasectomy this year, both of you. And if you don't do it, uh, I'll do it myself. So you have the choice of going to a professional, having it done right. Or I can come at you with a wood burning kit and a, and a paper slicer. It's totally up to you. I have no idea what I'm doing. All I know is that the sperm comes from the balls and out of the penis. So if I take both those parts off, uh, you can't do it anymore. And that's, uh, that is my guarantee to you get it done or I'm doing it myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am happy for them. I am happy for them. And yesterday I had uh, a little bit, um, I had a little conversation. There was another, there was, I, I was dicking around. I was, I was looking at some of the board games that I had and there was one that I wanted to learn. And I ended up on the website of the people that did it, looking to see where some of the, they had some expansions, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I ended up chatting very briefly with one of the guys from a board game company and talked to them um, about the uh, potential of maybe partnering, having them as a partner on the podcast. So I'm still waiting for an official phone call where we can talk some, uh, you know, some, some numbers and some nitty gritty, but, um, I'm optimistic at this point, there's absolutely no guarantees, but it is the first time that, uh, that we've talked to uh, an actual board game company about maybe partnering with the podcast. So, um, I'll tell you more when that arises, but I am looking forward to that possibility and, uh, yeah, more news. So for those of you that hate it, when I talk about board games in the podcast, haha, you might have to sit through some board game stuff, but again, a lot of my, my close friends and, uh, and people who listen are, are fans of the, you know, the old games and stuff. And this company has an interesting little sense of humor. I bought the game because it, the, the, the game that I own that originally led me to them, 
um, was this company's actually, it's their, it was their first bird game. And I'm not saying the name. No, because that has value. Why would I give them free advertisement? No, partner with me. You want it? You pay for it. Um, but uh, no, they're, they they have seemed to have a, a, for a very first game for a company to have sort of like a dark sort of theme to the game and whatever. Um, super cool. Um, I, I, I think, and just, I, I, I consumed a lot of stuff about the, uh, the company and everything like that yesterday. And, um, I, I gotta say, I just, I like these guys sense of humor. I like the style of games that they develop. And I really do think that, uh, that's a cool opportunity to, to partner with them. So, um, I'll tell you more when I have it. Okay. But for now, that's all I got about, uh, about this week. I did want to ask you one more thing. Cause I, I spoke with Mika this morning, early today, and, uh, he was asking me if I had like an old console or something like that. And I thought maybe he was just gonna be stuck at home and bored. So we wanted to play some video games. Uh, but he's actually looking for something he could use as a smart hub, right? So something to connect Netflix to and YouTube and all that crap. And, uh, and I did suggest, he said he wasn't a big fan of Chromecast, but I did suggest Apple TV. And again, I'm not going to go into a, a big, long tech comparison, but I own, uh, I own an Apple TV, which I'm very, very happy with. Um, I know some people have Chromecast I actually bought Simon a Chromecast for Christmas a couple of years ago. So I know that, uh, I know that there's some options out there. A lot of people will use the smart, smart hub right in their television set. Some people use a smart hub in their, uh, DVD players. Some people will use their PlayStation or the Xbox. So again, I ask you guys contact at one man podcast.com is the email. What are you using when you're just chilling around watching Netflix? What are you watching it on? You know? Do you watch it on a, on a Roku stick or a, a Chromecast? Do you watch on an Apple TV? You know, what do you use and what do you like about it? I would, I would really like to know, honest to God. Um, cause I, I dig Apple TV and I know they're more expensive, but they also do a lot more. I love the idea that with my Apple TV, um, I can just mirror what's on my phone onto the television. I could be reading something in my emails. I could be playing like what I really like is I've started to download some, uh, some board game apps. So they're basically board games that have been made into apps for the phones. And I enjoy playing those on the television because it's something that doesn't exist on my consoles. And just because it's on my phone doesn't mean that I can't, you know, blow it up and still enjoy the game. So I will actually airplay, you know, mirror my phone onto the screen on the TV and just play stuff like that. Um, but you can do that with anything. You basically just mirror your phone. So if you're reading something, an email, a website, whatever it is, instead of like getting up and going to get the iPad, I can just be laying in bed. My TV's big and it's up on the wall. So I just airplay to the TV and I read it there. Same thing with YouTube videos and stuff like that, rather than trying to turn on everything. And I mean, it doesn't, it's, there's just no task that's super complicated. I just mean, it's kind of cool that I can do that. I like that all of my Apple stuff, like my Apple music, my podcasts app, my pictures, everything like that are synced right up with, with my iCloud account. So everything that I have there's on the Apple TV, the Apple TV also has an app store, right? So instead of just being like, well, here's the app that it comes with, it's, uh, I can go into the app store and download a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Games, there's games and stuff. The Apple TV remote has a touchpad, so you can play like Angry Birds is such a dated reference, but you can play Angry Birds. You can play all sorts of different app games right on your television. You know, it's got all the streaming service apps and things like that. Fuck, it's funny. They, not that I use it, but they have a Tinder app on the Apple TV where you could sit from your bed, judge other people's pictures and decide whether or not you want to fuck them. <laughs> But it's just, it's kind of cool that they've got a lot going on on the Apple TV. They even have the iTunes store and the movie store. And on the uh, movie section, you, there's like a 99 cent rental section. So again, you can just turn it on, rent movies, rate all of it from your your Apple ID through your iTunes and everything like that. Play your music, play your podcast right through the TV. 
You know, you don't ever have to have your phone on. And another cool feature of the Apple TV is that if you do have an Apple uh, device, you can use it as another remote. So you'd be like, where's the remote? Oh, who cares? I got my phone and it just connects right to it and type in your searches and use your Siri for things. You know, uh, Siri's built right into the remote for the Apple TV. So you can just say, hey, Siri, go to music and play this. And she will, you know, hey, Siri, go to Netflix and play this show. And she will. So it's kind of cool. It's it's almost the, the the Apple TV is very close to a smart home. It just doesn't have like a calendar you know, and a reminders list on it, but you could talk to your Apple TV and bring up the same music that you can on a, on a home device. And if it's connected to your TV with good speakers, may as well be a Google home or an Alexa or whatever the fuck it is. Right. So yeah. What do you use? Why do you like it? Um, and that kind of stuff, right? Contact at one man podcast.com. Let's get some, let's get some dialogue going there. All right. That's it for the week stuff, guys. Huh? 36 minutes in. That's still a lot, but let's get right to the partners. You know the usual ones. I start with Uncle John's Bathroom Raiders. My partners at PortablePress.com, of course. And this week, because I've had so much car stuff on my mind, um, you know, as of late, I decided to do another kind of car type thing. Um, this week is from Uncle John's Bathroom Raider, Attack to the Factoids. This book is all about facts, and this article is called Driving Passions. All right, so here's some facts for you. Uh, Ferrari will sometimes custom mold a car's driver's seat to the buyer's body. Uh, the average time it takes to go through a McDonald's drive-through is 184 seconds. Uh, in the 1950s, there were about 5,000 drive-in theaters in the United States today, about 368. So significantly less of them. Uh, and I, and I totally get why nearly 800,000 senior citizens voluntarily give up their driving privileges each year. I love, I love how it's like, you can give them up or we're going to take them. I think that there should be even more senior citizens without drive. I wonder, I wonder if it's like they, these ones, this is just the 800,000 that voluntarily give them up. The rest of them are like kicking and screaming, not for long. You can overpower an old person very easily, but I would just, I would, I would, say, I would like to know the numbers of the ones who defiantly you know, give up, you know, the ones that are, that are reappropriated <laughs> until 1923 drivers in Italy drove on the right, uh, in rural areas and on the left in cities. Now they all drive on the right side. The first States to require driver's licenses were Massachusetts and Missouri in 1903. Henry Ford never had a driver's license. How about that? Huh? There's no evidence that drivers of red cars get speeding tickets any more often, but Mercedes SL drivers get four times as many tickets than average. And on average, Americans lock themselves out of their cars nine times in a lifetime. Nine times. What a bunch of idiots. Huh? Like if it said like three or four times, like I think I've locked myself out of my vehicle twice. And I'm 35, six, fuck, 36 now. Forgot. Okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's fine. I guess it just now, now the technology, maybe it won't happen as much, but like the technology on my new vehicles, if I just, if I have the key anywhere near me and I stick my hand in the driver's door, the car unlocks. So maybe, maybe it will happen less. Maybe I'll get those numbers down. You know, maybe there's people, you know, there's obviously smart people who've never done it. So that's the average nine times. I want to meet the guy who's locked himself out of his vehicle 37 times. It's just like, dude, how do you not fucking learn? Collectively, New York City cab drivers log more than a million miles a day. There are a lot of cabs, so that's not shocking. But listen to that, eh? Nine a day in a 24-hour span. The first woman to drive coast-to-coast -coast across the U.S. was Alice Ramsey in 1909. 
That was an especially impressive accomplishment at a time when cars weren't that reliable and there were only 152 miles of paved road along the 3,800-mile route. She was accompanied on her trip by two sister-in-laws, two sisters-in-law, and a friend, none of whom could drive. 76% of American commuters drive to work alone. That's a lot of wasted space. Uh, in the UK, nearly 500,000, so half a million car accidents a year are caused by women applying makeup while driving. Whoa. That seems like an un unnecessary uh, slag at women to, to add that stat in there, but it is still a fact. That is what this book, uh, half a million, half a million of you got a year, not just like ever half a million women a year in car accidents because they're putting on their makeup while driving ladies ladies your prettiness is not more important than your safety or the safety of others you're vain you're the cause of all problems no i'm just joking i just take that reverse man angle like men cause all issues like that's <laughs> just fucking with you before i get anyone's you know back up on this shit i'm just joking my it's funny when i was reading that my my knee-jerk reaction really was like oh well why the fuck are they shitting on women i go i go, it'd be only fair to have a, a negative man stat in there but there isn't one uh because we're just better drivers than you ladies uh no not fair not true i don't believe that okay um but that's a little fucked up a half a million car accidents in the uk the uk not in the world just in the uk half a million from putting on makeup while you're driving the last fact, according to a survey over a lifetime, the average driver spends two hours and 14 minutes kissing in the car. When I first read that, I thought it said kissing the car. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Two hours over a kissing the car. I know people like, move my baby over here and kiss their hand, tap the dash. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to admit to. And to be two hours total. But uh, here's the difference. It says, according to a survey over a lifetime, the average driver spends two hours and 14 minutes kissing in the car. That seems like way less, you know, like you think a little makeout sesh, 15 minutes, like it doesn't take that long to build up two hours and 15 minutes, 14 minutes, right? You'd say, they'd say like, like a hot and heavy first few dates. Like you're like, wow, two hours and 14 minutes on in a lifetime. That seems particularly uh, small in comparison, right? Kissing your car way too much kissing in your car. Not enough. I'd say, but that my friends is, uh, driving passions from my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom reader. My next partners, as usual, guys, uh, my friends at absolute comedy. And of course, uh, reminding you that at absolute comedy, Ottawa, uh, coming this month, February, yours truly will be headlining February 19th to the 24th. So go to absolutecomedy.ca to get your tickets for that or get more information. And of course, check out absolutecomedy.ca for all the lineups at all the clubs, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. There are great shows there all the time. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. 
And we're back, guys. My other partners, of course, at Summersby, Cronenberg, uh, the overall umbrella company of Carlsberg. Um, been sipping on a few of those lately. I, I gotta be honest with you, like the sweet factor for me, I'm just trying to be a good uh, good boy and not consume so much sugar. So I've been trying to uh, sip on less of the Summersby's and more of the Cronenberg's lately. And, uh, and just thoroughly enjoying me some Cronenberg, you know, uh, great beer, great beer, uh, Cronenberg, Cronenberg Blanc, and of course, Cronenberg Blanc Fru Rouge. Uh, I just spoke with my, uh, my rep from Summersby today and, uh, we'll be doing a resupply soon. So I'm going to ask him to go a little heavier on the Cronenberg stuff. Not that I drink a lot of it, but just, uh, you know, I enjoy, I'll tell you those days when I was coming home from doing the electrical work, it is nice to do a hard day's labor, come home to a nice cold beer. I will tell you that. You know it already, a lot of you. I'm not teaching anybody anything new. Um, but they got great lineups, guys. The Summersby lineup is outstanding. Excuse me. Jeez. Went to, went to burp and half my coffee came up. Um, Summersby, right? That's a great way to promo something. Oh, I almost threw up. Anyways, um, Summersby, Summersby semi-dry, red rhubarb, watermelon, uh, pear, jeez, elderflower lime, which is off the market. I think I still got a couple cans right? The blackberry. Oh man. So good. In the UK, they actually have uh, cranberry, which I would love to try, but just certain areas just have different, uh, different things, you know, um, pear. I think I may have mentioned pear already. Regardless, they got great Summersby profile. They have a great, uh, you know, Cronenberg profile. They're all, they're all outstanding. And of course, regular Carlsberg beer. I might start bugging them to just fucking give me some goddamn Carlsberg too. Cause Carlsberg's good as fuck. You know, my partner's there. And am I forgetting anyone? Am I forgetting anyone at all? Oh, of course not. Guys, my partner's at DK. Dorling Kindersley. All right, check out dk.com slash CA in Canada, dk.com in the US. And uh, with this week, I have for you um, a book I've been looking forward to for some time. And I sort of uh, racked my brain. And by that, I mean, I thought. And that's what racking my brain is. You take a basic, simple thought and you try to, you know, expand on it. And I have difficulties doing that. Um there is a, another book from the How It Works series. I love the How It Works series. It includes how the body works, how money works, how food works, how business works, how science works, and how psychology works. And this is the newest edition, which I absolutely love the title of. I love how cool it is, but it's a, it's a, I think it belongs in the series. It's called How We're Fucking Up Our Planet. And, uh, just funny, just some of the, 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 the cool little facts on the front, 800 million people worldwide are undernourished. Uh, the air pollution kills more than 3 million people each year. Cities consume 75% of the world's natural resources, 200 species. Listen, this is a big one. I didn't like this one at all. 200 species of plants, insects, birds, and mammals become extinct every 24 hours. Insanity, 200 species every 24 hours becoming extinct. That's crazy. And then the last one on the, the front here, just a little blurb facts is a sea level has increased by seven inches in the last hundred years, which is a, a big enough amount. There's so much going on in this book. It's very, very informative. They've actually broken it down into sections. Um, three sections here is the drivers of change. So what's causing these changes in our planet, the consequences of these changes. And then finally, the last section is bending the curve. So it's not just like, Hey, everything's bleak and horrible. They actually offer some, some solutions or at least some guiding principles towards them. So rather than just blah, blah, blahing about all the different sections of the book, you know, they talk about, you know, soiling soils and, and things like that. And when, when the soil starts to just get used up 
which is, if I'm not mistaken, one of the issues with Haiti and the Dominican Republic, that island split in half is like the Haiti side, the Haitian side, just the, the ground has just been over farmed. You know, there's like nothing left in it. Whereas like to create sustainability takes a different way. So rather than just going through every little piece of the book and different things and whatnot, I figured the best thing that I could do to give you guys an idea of what this book is about is to read to you the introduction. Okay. So just to give you an idea of what's in this book, and it's not, it's a, it's a bit of a grim subject, but at the end of the day, um, it is important. We could just go, ah, it's not going to happen while I'm around. Well, guess what? Um, I don't, but I do have two tiny humans that I care about very much. And I have a lot of friends whom I love very much who won't stop fucking and making kids. Again, congratulations to Melamika. Um, you guys, some of you listening, of course, all my friends now with kids, you guys listening have tiny humans that will be around for this. And if you have any interest in, you know, kind of like what the effects are and whatnot, it's, uh, it's a really good book. It's really interesting. A lot of young people in school are learning about sustainability and stuff like that. And what's going on with the world. Some of these numbers are crazy, but uh, I will read to you the introduction and that will be, I mean, I, I enjoyed the book. I found it really informative. Um, it's, it, it is scary. It is kind of scary. You think about like viruses and, and things like that, that just build up and build up and build up and build up and build up. And then they just run out of somewhere to go. And then they just die off. Cause there's nothing left. That's kind of what's going on with the human race right now. We're not dying off, but a lot of shit's kind of fucked up. Like I, I actually Ubered a guy last week and we discussed, he was talking about how he's from out West BC and how there's these like beetles that are, that, that basically eat the trees. And what happens is they eat the trees and then they, they, you know, they die and the trees die out and, and dry up and all that stuff. And then what happens is the cold comes and it kills all these beetles off for the most part. Right. So it gives the trees a chance to come back and, and to control the population of these beetles, just nature. What do you know? It's amazing how it works, but because of the quote unquote climate change, like I'll tell you this week in Ottawa, negative 40 and snow all the time. I'm like, no, nah, where's global warming? You know, come on global warming. I'm, that's my, that's my dog in this fight or whatever, you know? So he was talking about how the, the weather's warmer and it doesn't get cold enough to kill off all these fucking beetles. So they just keep eating the trees from the inside, eating the trees. And that's why they're dead and so dry. So all these fires that are happening out West are just burning so prominently because the tree, there's more and more dead trees that are just so susceptible to catching fire because these beetles that won't die because it's not cold. Like just, it's just funny to see the impacts of these things. And, uh, and, and what it actually does, you just go, oh man, the fires are bad. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of factors. Knowledge is power. The more we know, the more we can do about it. Right guys. And that's what this book is all about. So the introduction goes as follows in recent decades, the face of planet earth has been changed forever. The effects of population and economic growth coupled with rising demand for resources and environmental impacts have left their mark. Uh, these trends and their repercussions now raise vitally important questions about the future of the world and how we successfully managed and, and sustain it. Understanding the scale and scope of the changes and the connections between them is vital to make sense of our modern world and anticipate where it is headed next. The implications touch all areas of our lives from business and finance to politics and economics and from science and technology to behavior and culture. The population boom. The drivers behind the ongoing shifts shaping our futures are fundamental. The number of people living on earth is rising rapidly. In 1950, there were 2.5 billion people in 1950 guys, 1950, there was 2.5 billion people. And today this figure has almost trebled 
Going forward, the global population is expected to rise by 80 million a year, about equivalent to the population of Germany. By 2050, our number is predicted to exceed 9 billion. But the impact of people on the world arises not only from how many of us there are, but also from the standard of living that people experience. This is why the rapid expansion of the global economy seen during recent decades is another fundamental driver, enabling more people to enjoy the comforts and benefits that come from increased uh, income and consumption. Economic growth and rising living standards have in part been fueled by rapid urbanization and the progressive shift of people from rural areas to towns and cities. During recent decades, the process that began with the Industrial Revolution in England during the 18th century has spread worldwide. In 2007, and for the first time in human history, more than half of the people, excuse me, geez, and more than half of the people uh, in, ah, sorry, you, you, gag, whatever, sorry, <laughs> let me find this. In 2007, and for the first time in human history, more than half of the people on earth lived in urban environments. By 2050, the proportion will be closer to two-thirds. People living in urban areas tend to be higher consumers than those in rural environments, using more energy and materials and generating more waste. Population growth, economic development, and urbanization have converged to rapidly, rapidly increase the demand for a wide range of essential resources, including energy, fresh water, food, wood, and minerals. Progress and Problems Despite concerns as to our ability to increase the supply of resources to keep pace with demand, we have so far been broadly successful and in the process more, most social indicators have improved. For example, billions of people have safer water supplies, the number of literate people has increased, the number of people living in abject poverty has gone down, and various health indicators such as those related to child mortality and contagious diseases have improved. We are also more globally connected with billions of people enjoying access to technology and consumer goods traded through supply chains that span the planet. But alongside these measures of progress are a number of less positive consequences. Earth's atmosphere now has a higher concentration of greenhouse gases uh, than at any time for at least the last 800,000 years. This is already causing climate change, leading to more extreme conditions, increased economic costs, and major humanitarian impacts. The fossil fuel combustion and forest fires driving climate change are also resulting in air pollution that kills millions of people every year. In addition, the depletion of different resources essential for human well-being is also leading towards economic and social strains. Freshwater and fish stocks are experiencing greater pressures. Soil damage is a worldwide problem, as is deforestation and the decline of species diversity. The scale of ecosystem de degradation means that a mass extinction of animals and plants is gathering momentum. Uh, this could soon lead to the greatest loss of diversity since the dinosaurs were wiped out 65 million years ago. All these changes and many more will increasingly affect an economic growth and development and ultimately threaten to reverse social gains. And then uh, saving the planet, <laughs> which most people use as a punchline. And I have in the past, right? Everyone's like making fun of hippies and shit, but uh, increased awareness. That's by the way, not part of the forward. Of course, that's just me rounding my mouth. Uh, increased awareness of these fundamental trends has resulted in attempts to find solutions. Some of these have had a positive impact. 
although they have been uh, rendered most difficult to realize because of advocacy for the status quo from vested interests, political short-termism, and the corruption that diverts essential resources from environmental and development programs. The need to find ways to overcome these barriers in order to reconcile the connected social, economic, and environmental trends becomes more pressing each day. Fortunately, there is a rich body of data, analysis, and examples to show what can be done going forward. Drawing upon this in order to lay foundations fit for the future will not be easy, but for everyone wishing to play a part in achieving positive and sustainable outcomes in the years ahead, understanding the full range of trends and developments is a vital starting point. And finally, future thinking. Together with many other goals and aims, the future will be shaped by the implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals and the Paris Climate Change Agreement, both adopted in 2015. In 2020, the world will also hopefully adopt a new accord under the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity to stop the mass extinction of wildlife that is now taking place. To achieve their aims of environmentally sustainable progress will require not only new levels of international cooperation, technology, and business models, but also a rethinking of economic and political priorities. To do this requires a broad understanding of the world today, and that is what this book is for. These pages provide a snapshot of what is happening on planet planet earth explaining the facts behind many of the most important issues the most recent data and information have been used to ensure the current trends and developments are clearly explained and understood the hope is that readers will find the material both accessible and inspiring using it to enlighten and empower as uh, together we write the next chapters in human history and that's the forward by Joni, dr tony juniper so that guys is uh, is a good idea of what the how we're fucking up our planet uh, the facts visually explained, of course, from the great how it works series. I know that that forward is kind of like, well, there's this and that, but it, there really is a lot to understanding. It's not like, Hey, we need to like stop polluting, you know? And like, uh, the government is like not letting us do stuff because they're trying to just like, you know, have all of us just work forever and just take all our money. The truth is there's a lot of stuff and some of it's not in here, you know, but there's, um, you know, they've had the ability to, to have hydrogen fuel cells since the seventies. Ballard was a company that, you know, designed the, uh, the hydrogen fuel cell, which means you could run, run cars on water, but big oil companies that had millions of dollars invested in their shit, weren't going to let someone else just come along and, and destroy the profits. Like oil companies and insurance companies, guys make the most money every year on the planet, plain and simple. So they're not going to let someone come along and just fuck up their, their, you know, their free ride or whatever. You know, when people are like, man, why would the gov like, like I, okay, listen, how we're fucking up our planet. The facts visually explained my partners at dk.com slash CA or dk.com in the States. Um, great book. You should check it out. I just don't want to associate what I'm going to say with them. Um, I, I talk on a regular basis to people jason's one of them that just don't think that the government would try to screw anyone they really believe that the government is your friend that big pharmaceutical companies are your friends and i'm not much of a conspiracy theorist but when you stop and think about how things work it's very very difficult to, to even think why wouldn't they do it in the way that they're doing it in terms of like there's no, I don't believe in, in good and evil. I believe in like choices, you know, and sometimes people make choices that they think are good, 
But at the end of the day, you just go, no, it's bad. Like, like comics have been saying for years, like when it comes to curing diseases, the money, right? These pharmaceutical companies that buy drugs and things like that, they, they are invested in making as much money as possible. Uh, Chris Rock said a long time, the money is not in the, the cure. The money is in the treatment. Why would a company want to sell you a pill once that will stop you from being sick and cure your disease when they can sell you a treatment week in and week out, month in, month out, year in and year out, and make that money off of you for a lifetime, right? An insurance company isn't going to sell you a $2,000 one time. Hey, if anything happens to you, you paid your 2000 bucks. No, every month, give us your money, give us your money, give us your money. Nobody, there's no company out there that doesn't want you to be a return customer, you know, making, making things cheaper so that you have to buy them more often, you know, but people are like, why don't this, why don't they just make a washing machine that will work once and forever? Why you got to make it good enough so that people come to you next time. They can't have it lasting forever. You got to come back to them next time. You can't make it so shitty that nobody wants to come back to you. Make it good enough that, you know, you get their business again next time. It's the same with, uh, ah, whatever. I'm going to go on a big fucking tirade about stuff. Listen, if you're, if you're one of those people that thinks that the government's on your side, that big companies on your side, God bless you. You know, and I say that for anyone who knows I'm an atheist, it's just that same level of naivety. You know what? God bless you and the world you live in where everyone's on your side. And I hope to God you don't find out the hard way that, that, these companies will give a fuck. The reason I'm bringing this up is that when we're talking about sustainability, you know, you have companies that are like, okay, well, if we do this to this environment over here, you know, can we, uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting messages here. My point is there's lots of governments that can have a company go, Hey, we want to go in and deforest this. Here's a bunch of money to let us do that. They're going to go, sure. Are we ever going to know the difference? No, not in my lifetime. Oh, well, who cares? All right. So one of those aspects of going in there and knowing how much bad fucking bad, bad people just saying, I don't give a fuck if we fuck this part of the world up. It's not our country. It's not our part of the planet. It's not in my lifetime that I'll see a difference. A lot of that bad shit. Either. So this is a great book. As much as it sucks, some of the subject matter, it's a great book to know what's going on, to be informed because every now and again, you see people protesting them coming in and digging something up. And this is, this is sacred, not sacred, but this is, you know, this is important land and it's important. You know, every time you see a, a lake getting, getting filled with sand so that they can build condos and semi-detached properties, new housing developments. You know, it's like, oh, there's a bunch of ducks. Ah, who gives a fuck? The ducks will go somewhere else. There's only so long that we can do shit like that, guys. Realistically, you know, I'm not a bleeding heart, but at some point, stop thinking about yourself for a second and just go, ah, you know, maybe the people that come after me or my kids or my friend's kids or anything like that is important. I'm just saying, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what? I'm not the first person to say it. It's the information is out there. If, if, if you do it, do it cool. But I, I do highly recommend this book because whether, whatever side of an argument you decide to, to take, it's never, uh, never a bad thing to be aware. You know, it's never a bad thing to, to have a little bit of a fucking idea as to, uh, what it is you're doing. All right. With that said, let's do a little, uh, let's do a little fucking touch and go here. Let's see what's going on with the people in my life. I am going to take a stab at calling my buddy, Mark, whom I hung out with last week 
and uh, and just see how he's doing. I got a couple names on my list as always. So if Mark doesn't answer, I'll move right down the goddamn line. Uh, there's Mark. We're gonna give a uh, fucking Mark a call here. As usual, we'll just go ahead and see how uh, how likely my friends are to be on the other line when I call. I I don't even know what I'm gonna talk to him about. Mark, what are we gonna talk about, buddy? I've missed your call. Please do leave a message. Fuck that. I'm not leaving you a message. Whose phone only rings four times before it goes to that? I think he's, I think he went to the phone, saw it was me, and just sent me the voicemail. That hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. So another person I want to call is uh, is my buddy Chris from the Honda dealership. Let him know how much fun I'm having with this vehicle and learning all the different things about it. We're going to give Chris a call and see what he's what he's saying. And if that doesn't work, I got one one more person I can call. And then I think it's it. I think it's it. I'm going to move on from the touch and go. We get to wrap this this motherfucker up a little bit faster. What up? Hey, buddy. Welcome to the One Man Podcast. Oh, how's it going? Not too shabby, pal. How's your week been? It's going pretty good. Can't really complain. Yeah. Are you at work or are you at home? At home. Oh, are you? I'm swam. Uh, well, I'm sorry to have bothered you in your time off, but maybe it's perfect. I can actually talk to you for a minute on the podcast here. Yeah, exactly. How are things with you? Anything new and exciting? Almost like it was planned. <laughs> yeah, almost. Well, we planned it last time just to see if you'd be available, but this you had no you had no prior warning this time. Exactly. So what's new with you this week? Lots of people coming to the dealership to buy vehicles? You know what? In the middle of winter, the only people I see is accidents. <laughs> Oh, really? You know, I hate to be like that ambulance chaser who's just hoping for a, uh, people going laughing. I mean, as long as they're okay and their car's not, I'm cool. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I had uh, I had a bunch of stuff on the the vehicle this week that I had to figure out like last minute. Like I called you, I was telling them I called you because all of the yeah. indicators were on the uh, the dashboard. So I, I restarted the vehicle and they did go away. Yeah, I'm assuming like that I didn't get a call back. Everything was good. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I call and I bother. That's what I do. Um, but I had the CarPlay just stop working on me in the middle of a phone call last week. And oh, really? uh, yeah, and then I, I sat in the car for like 40 minutes on the phone, like Googling everything I could do to reset it and just nothing worked. So eventually what I had to do was completely factory reset the uh, the system. And that uh, that seems to have solved it. It's only been a day. So everything. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's a result of like the them boosting the car because it didn't happen immediately afterwards. But again, I've been so busy, I haven't had much chance to actually enjoy my uh, my car. I've been just, you know, a thirty minute drive here or there is but the most I can manage to get in every day. Yeah. Well, yeah, like in those kind of cases, I usually recommend that, like you know, like the the quick fixes. Obviously, like try to like you know unplug it, plug it back in. Right. Of course. You know, uh, like the the small stuff, and then I mean, jump to the. The thing I would recommend in the, in the, just before I would recommend bringing him to the dealership, I'd definitely recommend like factory reset. Anything that, anything with like hardware like that, software. Yeah, exactly. Like it worked fine once I set it like, and I'm not, uh, like at this point I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm comfortable. Just that's the only thing I've had. So basically I've done, I've done a reasonable amount of tech support on the vehicle. It's just with my craziness, my neuroses, I don't, yeah. I, the, the less that happens, the better, but everything's working fine. It's all under warranty. So if there's ever an issue, I know I'm good, but just thought I'd let you know what's going on. My little problem child is, is <laughs> stressing me out, but 
Well, I appreciate it too. Like, I like to I like to hear these things too. So, like, a uh, especially when you're telling me like you figured out how to fix it, so like, like there's someone with that problem again. Yeah, uh, you know, I can help out easier. Well, when I'm uh, when it's warmer outside, I'll still see if I can get you a solid answer on whether or not I can get you porn to stream on the dash. <laughs> yeah definitely we need it we need to we definitely need to get the plug of that i did that i did get a that. youtube yeah i got a youtube video working just did you well yeah but just for a couple seconds and as soon as it started working i'm like okay and then i immediately left and went back to you i'm like okay if, if we could stream it let's get it but i just it couldn't i was sitting out in the driveway the important stuff right i just don't know if it was the uh the Wi-Fi wasn't good enough out in the driveway, same as when we were trying to do it at the thing. If I can get really like right next to a good Wi-Fi source, maybe I can get you a solid answer. But either way, um, things are good with you, man. Yeah, man, everything is everything is pretty good. Enjoying the day off, not having to go inside. And it's very, uh, I mean, the snow doesn't look as bad as I heard it was going to be, but yeah, still, like, I'm glad I'm just hanging out at home. It's yeah, crushed a. Oven pizza, delicio. Oh, an oven pizza, delicio. What kind? Uh, it was cheese, but I put some tomatoes and onions on it. Gross. I was feeling pretty good about it. You put salad on your pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. This pizza's too good. I need to salad it up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I'm really regretting eating that those last two slices, though. Yeah. I'm, sit, I'm sitting here feeling like. Like a, uh, like a made a bad decision. Yeah, man. Well, I crushed a, a Gabriel's medium Gabriel's pizza. They got a, a Monday special there where you can get a, uh, what is it? Yeah. This is a little free plug for them. Uh, a medium pepperoni or cheese pizza for nine 99. So Gabriel's is usually expensive. So I was like, yeah, do it. Give me that. Gabriel's is great pizza too. Oh, it's outstanding. And I came home and I was like, I'll eat half now and half later. And then I like, I just like crawled like that desert crawl searching for water through the last two slices. I finished the entire thing like an animal. <laughs> yeah. I'm not proud of myself either. Like when you're sitting there and you're not enjoying the garlic sauce and you're just like, no more, but yeah. <laughs> but at that point you've like committed, you know, like you've already eaten too much to go to a, uh, to save. So like, what are you going to do? Save half a slice? No, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta commit at that point. Yeah. At that, at that point, point it's just a point of pride, you know, like, well, didn't win. it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm feeling bad about my, I'm like, ah, come on. You don't need all these calories. Throw the last like half slice back in the box. I'm just going to throw it out. And I'm like, what, a, what am I crazy? I'm not going to waste that. What a, what a, you, you've gone this far. You think throwing away the last half slice is going to take the calorie. You've taken the calories. Today's a wash. Finish the job. <laughs> Yeah, finish the job exactly. You know, I feel like a, like a, like a mob mob guy. You beat the shit out of the guy, and he's crawling away, and you're like, ah, just let him live. You're like, what are you doing? The <laughs> fuck are you kidding me? Come on, we let him live. He'll appreciate that. He'll never say anything. No, why take the risk? Just finish the job. Live with the guilt, <laughs> right? That's, exactly. That's, 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 that's such a good analogy. I just watched uh, the new movie on. Uh, well, I don't I don't know how new it is, but it just popped up on Netflix. Gotti. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You can't ever. Never trust a guy who's never been to jail. <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill Burr's always saying like, uh, whenever he talks about something like that, like you gotta, you gotta kill everybody. And when you kill a family, you can't like let the kids live either. Right. Because no, you can't have that 20 year them. revenge thing where he comes back 20 years as an adult. You got to finish them all off. Cause then you'll have that, that revenge thing over the back of your head. Yeah, they all exactly. got to die. Yeah. And if you, if you're going to, and if John Wick taught us anything, kill the, uh, if you're going to kill the dog, you better kill the fucking guy. Yeah, can't can't just kill the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything fun and exciting upcoming for you? 
I mean, work-wise, I guess we got some pretty good news. We, we were a, uh, um, like, we're all pretty excited because we got, uh, uh, we're the only uh, Honda dealership in Ottawa to get rated, uh, it's called the Honda Driving Excellence. Okay. You know, like, uh, it's just an internal thing where they rate and audit dealerships. Okay. How they work, customer service, uh, customer feedback, etc. And uh, we're the only uh, dealership in one of the only dealerships in all of Ontario to get it. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. Did they give you guys like a pat on the back? Pardon? I said, were the higher-ups happy? They come out and they give everyone a bonus or bring you all a lunch? Well, we're still waiting for the bonus. (laughs) But I'm sure, like, I'm sure at least qualifies for some sort of dinner and beers or something. Yeah, that's, that's all. Just a little recognition. I would, like, I mean, that's pretty outstanding. There's a lot of Honda dealerships in Ottawa. And I'll be honest with you, there's a few that I hate. There's a few that are quite good. But for you guys to be the yeah. only one, right? I went with the fucking the good workhorses. Exactly, you know. So like a, uh, I mean, it, it does start a higher up, but like a, uh, uh, I've worked at a few other dealerships too. And one thing I really appreciate this place when I got hired, I came from a pretty aggressive style dealership, and they told me like a, uh, one of the things that they told me that stuck with me is we don't sell cars here; we help people buy them. And if you can understand the difference, like it would go far. And like I, I, I appreciated that like outlook and uh, kind of just stuck with me, you know. Yeah, help you find something that you're looking for. Don't push you to something that you don't. Exactly, or, or that you can't afford, or like you know, we don't want people walking away thinking they made a bad decision, you know. Yeah, I can't afford like, this I, car, by like, the way. <laughs> no, <I'm just> I saw the, yeah, the decimal was in the wrong spot. I misread the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely in the wrong spot. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I, I had a great time with you guys and I'll come back whenever I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'll come. No, no, I'm just teasing. I hope, I hope like I've, I've, uh, you know, given you guys a, a glowing review here and I, I'll come back and visit and ruin somebody's day. I'm sure. I think those service guys would probably be sick of seeing me at this point. Like this motherfucker. How'd that tent cure? Uh, the second time so far, so good. Like I haven't, I, I have yet to roll down the windows in this vehicle. Cause I did the yeah, tent. Well, it's good to be safe. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're okay now, but it's good to be safe. Well, I, the thing was, it's just like with the, the weeks, right? I've only had it for like three weeks. I think I picked it up on the 11th. So I got it from you guys and it had the tint on it. So I left it alone. I didn't roll it up, but then I went to another spot and got the ceramic tinting done. And then had, good yeah, well, I had to leave it for a week there. But during that week I saw, you know, specs of, I was talking about that earlier on this episode. I found specs of, uh, stuff under the film. So I had to go back and get it redone again, but my appointment to go back was probably like 10 days after the original. So just to not roll the windows up and down, and maybe make a mess. Like, I don't want to show up and be like, Hey, look, there's this stuff. And they're like, well, yeah, but you've been rolling them up and down and it's scratched up and shit. So I'm just, Nope, this is, I'm leaving, giving it right back in the same condition you gave it to me. And, uh, and then now they've, they've done it again. They've done a, a much, much better job this time. And, uh, now well, they I'm probably st- realize they're dealing with somebody who's a fucking lunatic. Picky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking they're like, yeah, you know, you get dust on there. I'm like, look, I put screen protectors on before for years working Telus and Bell. I put a shitload of screen protectors on. Sometimes you get some shit underneath them. You got to peel it off, do it again. Sometimes it does uh, two or two sure times. You went, to like, you went to like Goldwing though, right? Like they're amazing. Yeah. Right? They're, they're outstanding. Stuff, like, that's yeah. why I said like shit happens. They must've just had some stuff in the, in the shop that day that just was getting under it. But now they know I'm a fucking lunatic and <laughs> I will come back if there's any more, but no, they did. They did it like the second time I, I 
not that I was going through it with a fine tooth comb. It's too fucking cold, man. It's too cold. There's too much <laughs> salt spatter everywhere. Like you just can't see shit on your windows right now. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. But it's basically the point where just Thursday they redid it the second time. So now I'm still waiting those like five, whatever, five to seven days to roll down my windows. So I have never rolled down the windows of my vehicle thus far. Yeah. And speaking of that salt stuff, you, you never want to take through uh, your car through a car wash when it's this cold either, you know? Really? Like, uh, oh yeah, the rubber seals on your door, the, uh, you know, it's just horrible. All the plastic on outside, like it, it's like, you know, it freezes stuff up. Yeah. You never want to take the car through a car wash when it's this dirty, when it's a, uh, sorry, when it's this cold. Okay. Well, I've only done it like three times in the last week or so. Uh, yeah. Is that when it's like, if it's below, like minus, you know, 15 type of weather, like if it's getting like cold like that, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Good to know. Uh, is it's not like it's going to shatter at the first go. Well, you never know. It could, right? It's just, it's no, cool. if you can get it, to st- you can get it as dry as possible. Like, you know, the little dryer at the end, Yeah. like get it as, if you are going to do it, like just get it as dry as possible and okay. open your doors like a couple times right away. So like it's not freezing. Away. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to hold off a little bit before I get it washed again, but there you go. So there's, there's, that's probably the best piece of advice that we can share with the podcast listeners is when it's crazy fucking cold, don't get your goddamn car washed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, pal. Well, I'm going to be in the area in the next couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll pop in and just say what's up and, and, uh, you know, waste your time. I'll try to have something interesting yeah. for you. And, uh, I hope you can make it out to absolute comedy between the 19th and the 24th. Yeah, I mean, a few see- friends are nice buddy okay well if i don't see you sooner i will see you then all right man. thanks for chatting buddy enjoy your day off you too well now i have a new thing to fucking bother my brain with oh i was getting the car washed so i could do it's tinting it's tinting man all right listen you guys have been great huh haven't you you've listened to me ramble an hour and 16 and i'm gonna wrap this motherfucker up this week coming up what do i got nothing Next week, I'm starting a new uh, a month-long event for Karma. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I have no idea what it is just yet. I just know I'm going to be doing stuff in stores. I'll tell you guys about that when it happens. But aside for the rest of the week, I got nothing on the books. So I'm going to try to be as productive stand-up comedy and health-wise as possible. I'm really looking forward to, um, I want to say, the lack of direction just in terms of the work stuff. I can actually try to figure out being a person for a week. I'm super excited. Guys, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Share with me what you have going on, your stories, your interests. I want to know what kind of hub you use. I want to know what kind of navigation shit you use. Share something with me. Let me know you're out there and you're listening. Um, thank you to all my sponsors, supportablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, Summersby slash Cronenberg slash Carlsberg, and dk.com slash CA or dk.com in the States or just uh, Google DK Books. Uh, you know, if you're anywhere else in the world, because they are international, baby, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, one man podcast. You can see the things that I have going on. As I mentioned off the top of the show, if you happen to be listening to this bright and early on Wednesday morning, when it comes out, you might actually see that rant that I did on Instagram where I was just mouthing off and being a piece of shit. That's still going to be out there for a little bit until that 24 hours runs out. Um, subscribe on in iTunes, uh, the Apple podcast app, Spotify, Google play music, you know, if you don't know how to do that, please send me a message on the socials or to contact at one and let me know that you'd like to subscribe. It is absolutely free to hear me run my mouth every single week. I would love to be a part of your week. Every single week, guys, get those numbers up and, uh, Hey, how about leaving a review, you know, five-star review or five-star rating and, uh, and a written review, just something short. Hey, love Josh, love the podcast, uh, whatever. 
you know, Hey, here's my review. I use uh GPSs, <laughs> whatever it is, um, would mean uh, oh, the world to me. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you're in the area, stay warm and don't go through, uh, drive, whatever you call it, car washes when it's this fucking cold. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope nothing that you own breaks down on you. Uh, hope the world doesn't run into resources this next week. And uh, don't put your makeup on while you're driving. I'll talk to you next week. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Impossible to fail.